Iran has given the green light for Hezbollah to attack Israel, and Israel's preparing to preemptively strike Hezbollah very soon. This March 10 will begin the month of Ramadan for the Palestinians and the Muslim world, and we can expect, as what we've seen in the past, more conflict in the Middle East. Messianic World Update begins now. Shalom everyone, I'm Monty Judah with Lion of Lamb Ministries. Welcome to another edition of Messianic World Update. Today's date is Friday, March 1 of the year 2024. In the Middle East this week, you probably saw the news story about some Gaza aid trucks coming into Gaza and being swamped by Palestinians that were very hungry, essentially attacking the trucks, trying to get the goods off of the trucks. There was sheer chaos more than a hundred Palestinians were killed. Many were wounded when the trucks actually ran over them as the trucks were trying to escape. You can imagine the desperation on the part of the Palestinian families and the results of what Hamas has done to Gaza. Make no mistake about it, Hamas is to blame for all the chaos in Gaza. The news media, however, have jumped all over this story, claiming that the IDF fired on the people and that they were the cause of the harm that came to the Palestinians. That is false. And those news stories are examples of something will happen over in Gaza. Hamas makes a report blaming Israel, and it turns out after the investigation, it's simply not true. There was a second incident in which the IDF did fire on some Palestinians, but that was a completely separate thing in a different location, and it just happened to happen at the same time or near the same time, and they get the stories by Hamas got put together. The international press, of course, went out reporting that IDF had done this. But the drone footage on the part of Israel clearly shows what took place and the accusations made against Israel are just not true. Hezbollah is continuing to attack Israel, and they've been using different missile barrages coming across, in some cases, as many as 60 weapons flying over the border, trying to hit various areas, Katusha rockets being fired and so forth. The situation is not calming down in the Middle East, and now Iran has made a very bold statement giving Hezbollah the green light that they can attack Israel at their choosing, particularly if Israel goes into Rafah down in the southern part of Gaza, giving them the green light to attack Israel. I think Israel has known this was always coming, and so that's the reason why they've been building up their forces on the border. And Israel themselves has made very profound statements to the effect that if Hezbollah does not back up from the border, they will back them up, meaning Israel is preparing for a preemptive strike on the attack in Lebanon. There's already bombing raids taking place in southern Lebanon, and Israel is now striking deep targets in Lebanon, as well as targets in Syria. They're connected with Hezbollah. The situation in the north is building, and it definitely looks like we're gonna have a whole nother war going on in the northern border of Israel with Hezbollah forces. The U.S., of course, is fearing that this is going to take place. They're trying to do everything they can to avoid it, including trying to negotiate with the Hezbollah to 
somehow back up. But you know that Hezbollah is going to take their orders from Iran. So that's our situation with regard to what's taking place. Israel cannot tolerate the present status quo with Hezbollah on the northern border. The fact of the matter is that Hezbollah is already prepared to do an October 7th type of attack. However, Hezbollah has even more troops and even more, more uh, weapons than Hamas has. In fact, we know that Hezbollah has at least four combat brigades. Those are big military units, and those are fully trained troops. They've been in conflict in Syria and multiple places throughout the Middle East already. They are combat trained. We're not talking about a bunch of people running across with motorcycles like they did with Hamas down south. These are real combat troops. This is going to be a real fight. They also have the longer range weapons, rockets and missiles, and those missiles are far more accurate in conjunction with drones. Instead of flying over on those little light aircraft paragliders, they have real drones that can come across and do damage to Israel. When they threaten Israel, they will have the ability to threaten all of Israel, all of the northern part, all the cities of Israel at the same time, not just the local communities on the border. So you can see this is a very tense situation on the Lebanese border. It's going to require some real attention here in the near future. The IDF is cleaning up in the northern part of Gaza, finding more tunnels and destroying them. And of course, chasing Yahya Sinwar, the leader of Hamas down in Gaza. There is some evidence that they have chased him out of various hideouts, finding his clothes that he forgot to take, intelligence materials he left behind, and even his money being left behind in various hiding places. So they're hot on his heels, chasing him down, and the quicker they get him, the better. He is still in communication with Hamas forces, and he's still directing the fight from Hamas against Israel. He may have some actual hostages with himself, and in a recent news story, he was quoted as, this is his commentary on the war with Israel and Gaza, that he's very satisfied with the progress of Hamas. Of course, what he's doing, he's slaughtering all of the Hamas fighters, but the fact that he's causing trouble for Israel, the fact that he's commanding world attention, the fact that he has hostages, he thinks that's progress for him. Those deep tunnels and those rooms, they have discovered Israel, they're fully stocked with food and essentials, and as I mentioned before, communication equipment to other Hamas elements. The people up on the surface, of course, are starving to death, don't have what they need, but Hamas always makes sure they have what they need and they take the aid that comes in for the fellow Palestinian citizens and they steal it for the Hamas fighters. The quicker we get rid of Hamas, the better it will be for the Palestinians as well. Their tactic to date has changed and they're trying to avoid direct action with the IDF. Instead, they're hiding in their tunnels, they're setting booby traps where they think Israel might go, and the strategy for them is to increase as many Palestinian civilian casualties as possible, because they believe that that is the public relations war with the world, and they want Israel to be discredited as much as possible. So they are actually going out of their way to harm other people 
and taking glee in all of this. Recently, Defense Secretary Austin of the United States was testifying before Congress, and he was directly asked, how many casualties have taken place in Gaza? And he responded, over 25,000 women and children. Now, the Pentagon had to come back very quickly after he said that by saying, well, actually, that number is not independently verified. That's what's being reported by Hamas. And Israel, for some time, is saying that number is not correct. Let me go ahead and give you the most accurate numbers concerning the Gaza war. 1,200 Israelis have been killed, over 250 IDF soldiers have been killed, and there's still 134 hostages. Those are the numbers for the Hamas-Gaza war. Those are the real numbers that we need to be paying attention to. This next March 10th, coming up very shortly, is going to become the Muslim month of Ramadan. It happens each year. It's a full lunar month. And during this month, they fast during the day, they feast at night, and there's a lot of religious fervor within the Muslim community. It's usually on the first days of Ramadan that a lot of Palestinians and Arabs like to go to Jerusalem, they like to go to the mosque. The government of Israel has been looking at the possibility they may have to set some limits because they expect a lot of people to come. The more that come, the more danger there is for them coming and rioting and doing other things. One of the suggestions has been to anybody less than 45 years of age can't come and only the older people can come. But at the moment, Israel is struggling to come up with a policy that they think will work. If I were to predict right now, it looks like it's going to be open season for any Muslims to come there that they wish. They will overwhelm the Temple Mount when they come in the first days of the month of Ramadan. So come March 10th, we need to watch very closely what will be happening in Jerusalem and in Israel. The Hamas leader, this is the fellow who's outside of Israel and Gaza, is calling for a march on Jerusalem in the streets on that day, calling all Palestinians to come and protest by marching in the streets, basically to try to overwhelm the whole city and cause all kinds of trouble. I can tell you right now, the government of Israel is very concerned about this scenario coming up, and even the U.S. government knows this is going to be a very volatile moment. We could see an uptick in violence. They already have lots of violence, but we could see an uptick in violence during that time frame. Interestingly enough, we just had the Jerusalem city elections. And out of the 31 seats, the majority of the seats were won by the Jewish religious parties. These are the ultra-Orthodox, the Orthodox religious parties. They now have the majority of the seats. They will be voting as a block on all decisions with regard to the city of Jerusalem. There's a lot of apprehension about that because they don't like secular things going on in the city of Jerusalem and they'll want a separation of secular areas and so forth for religious practice. There could be more controls coming into the area in and around the Temple Mount will irritate the Palestinians. In the past, the different Ramadans that have been celebrated by the Muslims have always resulted in a variety of riots and terrorist attacks during the month randomly throughout the land of Israel. 
Since we have started October 7th, there already has been a, a lot of IDF fighting terrorists in Judea and Samaria, the city of Jenin in particular. At this point, since October 7th, some 3,000 terrorists have been killed inside of Israel in Judea and Samaria from that. So it's already a volatile situation. With Ramadan coming, it makes it even more volatile. The hostage negotiations are still underway. Recently, the president holding an ice cream cone made an announcement that there's a ceasefire very close to happening. It could be this weekend, it could be Monday, speaking of this weekend and this Monday coming, with his ice cream cone. And it was like a world announcement. Everybody was like, wow, what an incredible, powerful announcement he made holding an ice cream cone. Israel is willing to pause for a hostage relief and allowing some prisoners, Palestinian prisoners, to be released. Hamas, on the other hand, wants a permanent ceasefire, the removal of all IDF forces from Gaza, and the release of all prisoners. If that happens, why Hamas wins, Israel loses, and, and the hostages then would be released in stages. Israel considers that to be a non-starter. There's no way they can agree to that. And so Israel believes that Hamas will literally be out of business and the remaining hostage will be released once Israel attacks Rafah and roots out the last of the Hamas leadership and their battalions that remain there. So both of them are in a kind of a pitched battle and in the middle of that is hostage negotiations. I am not optimistic about hostage negotiations and a pause taking place. It's not in Israel's best interest for either the war or for the hostages for there to be a pause. But this is the last playing card that Hamas has to somehow trade some hostages to get relief from uh, the IDF's efforts there in Gaza. There's new controls in Gaza without Hamas. That's what Israel wants. They want to establish a new form of government and control and to make sure that Hamas no longer has any say about what goes on in Gaza. Allow the Palestinians to run their own country, their own communities. And as I mentioned to you last week, Israel has put forth a plan on how to help them to do that. We'll have to see if that matures any further. This last week, France weighed in on the Ukraine war because Ukraine is not doing well and suggested that maybe other troops from other nations could be sent to Ukraine and fight against Russia. As soon as Putin heard that, why he made a national speech threatening to use his entire nuclear arsenal on everybody and to take everybody out if they do that, claiming that sending foreign troops into Ukraine is attacking Russian lands because he lays claim to Ukraine. At this point, Putin has really gone off the edges. When you negotiate with ultimatums, there is no negotiation. So Putin is now slinging ultimatums around, nuclear ultimatums. And for some reason, the Western powers are not putting that in check. They're not calling that for what it is, which is insanity. And he's got to stop talking like that. We got to come up with some other kind of a solution. It just goes to show you the level of tensions going on in the world in that part. And that war has not diminished and is not going away. As you know, USA to Ukraine and Israel is all jammed up in Congress. 
That aid's jammed up because the Republicans and the American people want border security along with the aid package. And of course, the president doesn't want to do anything about border security. And as a result, everybody in the House and the Senate, they're putting their different bills and they all die as soon as they're passed. And Biden cannot allow any kind of Republican political win at this point because he's in an election cycle right now and things are not working out well for him. And so he's really in trouble. There are credible reports that Hezbollah and Iranian forces are on the ground with the Houthis. So it's not just a bunch of Houthi rebels over there. Hezbollah and Iran are in, engaged in that activity in the Red Sea and the Gulf of Aden. And just to add to the excitement in that region of the world, the Houthi rebels have apparently disabled the underwater cables linking Europe to Saudi Arabia and other Persian Gulf nations, which has fouled up communications and all kinds of activities that normally happen with that. That's our report for this week, not looking good. Remember to like, subscribe, and comment on our broadcast. Please pray for Israel, the hostages, and for all of us as the Lord brings us to the end of the ages. Shabbat shalom to all of you.